Hi, and welcome to the Writing and Marketing Show brought to you by author Wendy H. Jones. This show does exactly what it says on the tin. It's jam-packed with interviews, advice, hints, tips and news to help you with the business of writing. It's all wrapped up in one lively podcast, so it's time to get on with the show. And welcome to episode 38 of the Writing and Marketing Show with author, entrepreneur, Wendy H. Jones. It's a pleasure to be with you here again this week. So, what's been happening in the world at the moment? Well, I know this is beginning to get tedious, but we're still in the middle of uh, COVID uh, semi-lockdown and it's looking like uh, it's going to get even more lockdown here in Scotland. Our First Minister is telling us that she's looking at stronger measures. I'm not entirely sure what stronger measures I can do because at the moment the only thing I'm doing is going to see the pers- people in my bubble because I'm single. I'm allowed to be in the bubble with other people, which I'm very grateful for. And I've been going to the supermarket and that's pretty much it. But you know what? It does give me lots and lots of writing time, which is fantastic. So what have we got for you today? Well, I'm going to be interviewing Kelly Blanchard and we're going to be talking about um, supporting others, how the writing community support each other. And Kelly is very good at supporting other people, which is why I decided to have her on the show. And we have yet another American on the show this week. That's two weeks in a row. But we love our American cousins and it's great to have them here on the show. Before we uh, introduce Kelly, I would just like to say that it's an absolute pleasure to bring you this show. I absolutely love doing it, but it does take time out of my writing day. If you enjoy the show and you would like to support this time, you can do so by going to patreon.com forward slash Wendy H. Jones. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash Wendy H. Jones. Or you can do it by going to Wendy H. Jones and just giving me the price of one coffee. Uh, Patreon is the price of a tea or coffee a month, which is $3. And it would be very helpful and I would be very, very grateful. So let's hear about Kelly. Well, I met Kelly through Facebook and it was through a Facebook group that she'd set up. Uh, where she really does support other people. And I was impressed. And I know author support is something that I am very uh, passionate about because I do believe that we should be supporting each other. There's plenty of room for all of us in this writing world and not supporting others isn't, go- isn't going to make your sales any better. Supporting others is going to help them. So it's great. So Kelly is known as the muse in the writing community She was born in Texas but lives in Florida with her husband, who is often the one who tries to save the characters' lives by convincing Kelly not to kill them. How successful he is, that's up for debate. Although stories have always been a major part of her life, Kelly only began writing seriously when she was 12. She focuses on honing her skills and finding her writing style. Later, she attended a community college studying English. As she earned her degree... She worked as a tutor and teaching assistant, learning teaching techniques along the way. These days, she uses these techniques as the mentors, as she mentors aspiring writers and encourages them along their way. Kelly is a huge fantasy fan, but also loves science fiction. She has created a massive universe with several series already written and many more planned to write, all in the same universe with familiar characters and everything is connected. 
She enjoys the challenge of seeing what exactly happens when you will put medieval magic against high technology and she seeks to fully experience the shades of grey in all her characters, good and bad. It's quite an adventure for sure and it really does sound like an adventure. So, without further ado, let's get on with the show and meet Kelly. And hi Kelly, it's absolutely lovely to have you on the show. How are you? I'm fantastic, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. I have to say, I think you've got the nicest accent of anyone I've ever had on the show. Thank you. I get that a lot. I don't think I have an accent, but I'm glad you enjoy it. I love it. I'm getting shades of Gone with the Wind here, you know, which is always nice. (laughs) That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Uh, But here we are. Welcome to Scotland, even if it's in a virtual sense. I appreciate it. I don't think I've been to Scotland. I've been to England before, but not Scotland. So. Oh, you need to come to Scotland. I'm glad you know the difference. A lot of people throughout the world go, oh, you're from England. I'm like, no, I'm from Scotland. <laughs> oh, is that in England? No. <laughs> I have uh, two sisters that moved to England and they both got married to Brit- Brits. So oh. I you know the difference that's fantastic anyway i want we're going to be talking today about supporting and encouraging writers which i am absolutely passionate about yeah and it's a topic i've long felt needed discussion why do you think it's an important topic for this podcast and indeed all writers well i think it's because um most people especially beginning writers who just like i want to write a book and they step in trying to figure out there's an impression that the writing community is competition. It's just all competition. But really, if you really look at it and you look closely, it's a community. And depending on the author's um, impression, false impression they get, they'll either view it as competition, like everybody's competition, and they will fight everybody, or they'll view it as a community and they'll support everybody. So I think it's really important to discuss this and to show people that really it's not a competition. It's, yeah, there might be have some people that are in the same genre as you, but it doesn't mean that you're competing against them. It's everybody's community. Everybody will have their own time to shine, and it's best to support and encourage one another. So that's what I take from it. That's brilliant. I love that. I have to say, I love what you said. It's so true. We're not in competition. We're there to support each other. There's room for us all. But I love the sentence you've said, which is, everyone has their own special sort of shine. Fantastic. It was worth doing this podcast just for that, although I'm sure we'll get more nuggets of, uh, uh, you know, golden nuggets throughout. But that was brilliant. You're right. Everybody does have their own special sort of shine. I'm going to put that above my desk now, Kelly. I'm glad you liked it. I'm cute, to be honest, I wanted to explore it further because I'm curious as to what we mean when we say we're supporting and encouraging other writers. That might mean different things to different people. So what do you think it means? Well, I know what it's like to try to start a journey by myself with nobody around that knew what they were doing. Nobody in my family, none of my friends, nobody was was a writer or published author, nothing like that. So I know what it's like to be by myself and to try to figure it out and how hard that is. And I don't wish that on anybody else. So I am always like, when I see somebody who's struggling and has a question that I can answer, I will answer it. I'm very active in lots of writing groups and Facebook and so forth. So I always am very willing to share my resources to help people. I don't think it's cheating. I don't think it's cheap. Now, there are people who will take advantage of that, and you got to be careful of that. But to me, I just it's being 
somebody who encourages people, somebody who is a cheerleader for people, somebody who says, hey, I believe in you. I'm very proud of you. I'm very proud of what you're doing. You can do this, so just keep going. Sometimes it's honestly all they need. Even though I may never read the book, I can. they still tell me their ideas. I'm like, that's awesome. You know, go do it. You can do it. I know you can. And just, you know, having that, as having someone like that in your corner can really just, just really just shape someone's path. And I've had a lot of people tell me that they have published books because I, you know, was the person who was encouraging them to saying, you can do it. I know you can. Just do it. Because many writers will often have that whole imposter syndrome and like, no, I can't do it. So if you have somebody on the outside who's like, no, you can, and you're good at this, you can do this, then that can help them pass that and they can eventually publish their book and so forth. Now that's, that is really good. Yeah. And I know that you are very good at supporting others. And we met in one of those Facebook groups and I was so impressed by the way you reach out and help others. Uh, hence the reason that we're doing this podcast today. But can you, can you outline some, I know you've said some already, but can you outline some of the other things you do to support other people? Well, I do a lot of different things. It depends on the person. Like this morning, actually a few minutes before this interview, I was explaining to somebody what a, what a clean link and a dirty link is on Amazon and how to get a clean link for your books and what that is. So I had to explain that to them. And then yesterday I was helping somebody who was like, I don't know how to launch a book. I don't know anything. Can you help me outline stuff? So I gave them that information. But one thing that I do a lot, um, I have my own Facebook group. And in that group, I share, um, I share lots of beautiful pictures because I follow all the pages and a lot of people say that some of the pictures are like exactly what they imagine for the scene, the story or a character. And I'm like, awesome. That's great. Or it might give them a story idea just by the pictures. So I share that. But one thing I really enjoy doing at times is I sometimes will actually sit down in the character, in the author's fictional world with one of the characters and I will interview them. I will ask them all these questions because the author wants to understand the character. And I find that characters are very much like children. When they're with their own parents, they can be rowdy and misbehaving and won't work. <laughs> but when they're with strangers, they will actually just open up in ways that the author couldn't get them to open up. And so um, that's something I've done, I do. And it's, it's a lot of fun. It's, it can be difficult because it's a, it's, it's, it's a literal two-hour process. It's two hours of an interview. But that's just because of how much I have to dig to get them to open up and so forth. So that's something I really offer to the community at times. And, um, but yeah, mainly it's sharing pictures, being encouraging, offering tips, writing tips and so forth, and um, just being available online. And um, so if they can, they, they're comfortable enough to shoot me a message saying, hey, um, do I, you know, um, do I do on kind of direct publishing? Do I do the ebook first or the paperback? So I can say, well, you can do either, but you can try this first, you know, and so yeah. forth. So that's really how I support and encourage people. Yeah. I mean, that you're really helping people there because you're taking so much time with them. So I, I want to dig a bit deeper. I mean, how do you go about doing this? And how often do you do this for people? I do it every day. <laughs> I mean, wow. the camp interviews, that's, that's, um, that's a schedule. That's actually a paid service that I have to charge for because it's, it's very, it's a two hour process and it's very time consuming and yeah. takes a lot of energy. So I, I have to charge for that. But everything else I normally do is, is 
free. But um, I do it every day. Like yesterday, I did a character interview. I was helping somebody with their publishing. And then this morning, I was helping two other people. Basically, what I do is I wake up first thing in the morning. I get my own writing done. I don't talk to anybody. <laughs> and then I get to work on my, you know, I start doing my own online stuff. And then as I'm online, people might message me going, hey, I have a question. I'm like, okay, and so I, I help them throughout the day, whoever needs it. And um, if I see questions in Facebook groups that I can answer, I'll answer them. If I can't answer it, but I can direct them to somebody who can, I will do that. You know, I just, I like to connect people. I like to share resources and so on and so forth. So it's all day, every day, you know, even on Sunday. I don't really get a day off, to be honest. No. But um, it, it's what I enjoy. I mean... Um, but yeah, so as long as I get my, my own writing done in the morning, good. <laughs> yeah, that's important. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you that. How do you actually balance your own work whilst being there for others? It's hard at times just because, you know, there could be so many people asking so many questions. But I have a routine now. Well, especially um, I just wake up early in the morning, you know, to see my husband off to work. And then I, first thing I do is I write. And I have my own, you know, my, I'm very disciplined in writing. I write about 2,000 words a day. I'm like, this is what I'm writing. And I'm very good at just sitting down and being disciplined about that. And then once I'm done with that, I'm done with writing, like actual writing. And then I can focus on everything else I need to do, like connecting with my fan base and stuff. And that's around the time when people start messaging me and, you know, contacting me, asking me questions. So as long as I get my writing down in the morning, I'm pretty good. And then um, the day is pretty open because I... I'm very, I know do my stories easy for me to pick up, you know, to stop and pick it up again next day and so forth. So it makes it easy for me to be there for others as necessary. So. Yeah. Uh, that's, you're obviously very good at time management and keeping um, the areas separate, which I think is really important because as you said earlier in the interview, you can get, you know, sucked into the whole thing and it sucks you dry. So you need to make sure that you um, balance it. Uh, so the way you've said it, doing it in the morning and the afternoon sounds a brilliant way of doing it, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you manage a couple of Facebook groups. And I was interested, how do you handle conflict within the groups? Because it doesn't matter what group you're in, there's going to be conflict. <laughs> well, um, I mean, I, I manage a lot of different groups, but honestly, um, I'm not like the main admin in lots of them. Mm-hmm. I'm just able to, um, they asked me to be an admin because they know I... I can manage things if necessary. So, okay, so, but I have my own group. And to be honest, there's not any conflict in that group. But that's because I'm like, we don't talk about politics. We don't talk about, you know, sexual orientation. We don't talk about um, any, you know, religion or anything like that. We don't do it. This is all for just, we're going to share nice pictures and be encouraging and positive and, you know, stories and anything like that. And so there's not really any conflict in my group because I don't, I don't, I just don't tolerate that. And if there's a, if there's something that doesn't work out, you know, if some, if somebody's being, you know, rude, I just, I will put it into it. I'm like, no, that's against the rules of the group. And so, you know, either man, you man, your man, so you get, you get booted out. <laughs> and um, if I know the person and I'm like, mm, I don't want to kick the person out, but this is not acceptable. I will privately message them going, you need to tone it down. <laughs> And yeah, they're like, yeah. oh, okay, sorry. So really, I don't deal with too much conflict just because, you know, I've been, I've been blessed with not having too much conflict in my group because I'm used to groups that have had conflict, and I'm like, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. So 
Yeah, there was a group I was in that they asked me to be an admin, but every month there would be some firestorm. And I was like, nah, I don't want to be an admin in that group. I don't need that. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. And um, we've already touched on this, but when you reach out to others, there is, a, there is a distinct possibility that they might end up trying to suck you dry. How do you avoid this or indeed handle it when it does happen? Well, it's difficult to avoid because you don't know who those people are going to be. I do get a pretty good sense. I, get, I can only get a good sense of people, even on the internet. And honestly, what I try to do is not, not talk to them. Now, if they message me, and <laughs> I will answer it. And the thing is, is that they're like, keep talking. I'm like, okay, I'm trying something else. I don't need to know all that information, but okay. I'm nice, but I don't really engage too much in conversation. But I, if they have a legit question, then I will answer it and so forth. Um, there has been a few people that I have mentored that I would give them advice, and then they would come back to me like another week, week later with the same question, and, they, and I, they didn't listen to what my advice was. And I would give advice to them again, the same thing as a dreams, and they still come back to me with the same problem, and they still didn't do what I said. So finally, I said, listen. I can't help you because you're not listening to what I'm saying. So I think that, you know, I think that we need to, you know, step, you go know, separate ways because this isn't working. And that's what happens sometimes. So it just, it takes some guts to do that. But, you know, and if anybody really, really drains me, I have some really good friends online in the writing community. Like I said, can you please just deal with this person? <laughs> they're like, they'll distract the person for me. So. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a good way to handle it actually <laughs> well done um, I just wondered what are your thoughts on supporting authors who write different genres to you I love supporting authors who write different genres one of my best friends writing friends really close friend of mine she writes historical fiction I write fantasy neither one of us read each other's books but I have all the books and she you know she loves we love to support and encourage each other because it's just about you know writing you know you have the same problems you know it's all the same problems you just you it doesn't begin in the middle of the end you got to figure out editing and publishing and all that kind of stuff so there's a lot you have in common and then yeah um your actual genres might be different but it doesn't mean you can't get along so I get along with them quite well. I enjoy supporting people. I do not read her at all, but I have people in my group and so forth that that's what they write. And I'm like, awesome, good for you, keep it up. You know, I'm not going to ever read what you wrote, but keep it up. <laughs> so, but, you know, I just like to still support them, even though I personally, I don't mind having their books even, but I'm like, I may never read it just because that's not what I read, but I don't mind supporting you. So. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is difficult because you want to balance it. For example, I get people saying to me, you know, oh, can I, you know, can you tell people in your newsletter about my, I'm taking horror as an example. Nobody's asked me that, but you're horror. And I'm like, well, my readers read crime. Mm-hmm. Me telling them about your horror book isn't actually going to help you in the slightest. <laughs> yeah, there is, a, there have to be some lines, you know, boundaries. Yeah. Oh, that's like a log. But yeah. Yeah, but yeah, we'll retweet things if it's horror or fantasy or any of the things that I don't write because I I support other people and there'll be people that follow me that do read those sorts of things. Exactly, you don't know, so why not share? Yeah, and we've just mentioned fantasy and I know you are a fantasy writer and you've got several series to your name. I mean, oh, you've got so many books out. 
Um, and they're all based in one fantasy world. Can you tell us about this? Well, actually, right now, I only have one series that's published, but I have mm-hmm. multiple series that's in the same universe that's going to be published soon. That's already ah, written, right. but not yet published. Um, it's The Chronicles of Lorik. That is the series. And it follows Lorik, who is a sorcerer prince. He's a very powerful sorcerer. Excuse me. Do you mind spelling that? Because I'm a bit on the deaf side, and I'm not picking it up properly. What is it? The Chronicles of what? Sorry. Okay. Lorik is L O R R S Robert R R E K. Thank you. I didn't. I wanted the. I wanted anyone listening to be able to pick it up as well. So thank okay. you. I'm sorry to interrupt. <laughs> so, um, so it follows Lorik, who is a sorcerer prince, and it starts off with him suddenly reappearing after being missing and presumed dead for ten years. And in his absence, he realized that his name was like dragged to the mud. He was accused of all this horrible stuff. And he's, he was gone for 10 years. So he's trying to figure out what's, what's going on. And there's a war looming, all this stuff. And so he's just trying to pick up the pieces and help his family and people he cares about. But the problem is he has magic. And people think that just because he has magic, bad things, he should not allow bad things to happen. But you know, bad things still happen. He can't stop every bad thing from happening. Yeah. So he's constantly trying to help everybody, but he's constantly blamed for the bad things that happened. Even though he prevented worse things from happening, they don't know that. They just, so, well, you didn't fix this problem. So, you know, so he, it's really, it's a long series because there's constantly something after another that happened that does continue on his journey. And it's basically him. A lot of people think he's a bad guy. They view him as a bad guy. And he is constantly trying to walk the line between good and bad because everybody thinks, a lot of people think he's a bad guy and they think horrible things about him. He's trying to be great, the good guy, but he sees that sometimes it might be easier to be the villain and he's trying not to do that, but he can see why it's so tempting. So really it's his story of somebody who keeps getting blamed for bad things happening that you can't stop no matter how many good things you do. And so, yeah, he just, that's basically his story. I mean, it's much more complicated than that. I can't go into too much detail because there's so many layers and so forth. Yeah, yeah. If you ever want to see a sorcerer who gets blamed for everything bad that happened, then yeah, it's a good book. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to read that. I know the feeling. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure many of us feel like that at times, you know. Uh, but, you know, it sounds like a fascinating series. So it is one that I think I might go and read. Um, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to broaden my reading base, as they say. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun story. So many characters. You get an assassin. The whole name is Vixen. Everybody loves Vixen just because he's so witty and she has a tendency of stabbing people when she gets angry. And I should laugh. do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's- yeah. Right. My final question, Kelly, I can't believe how fast this has gone. And it's been amazing having you here. Where can my listeners find out more about you and your books? Well, they can find me on my website. It's kellanetta.com. That is K-E-L-L-A-N-N-E-T-T-A.com. Or they can find me on Facebook. Uh, my Facebook group is called The Muses Realm. So if you just look up The Muses Realm, you'll find it. Yeah. I'm on Twitter, on Instagram. I'm Kellanetta, again. Um, my Facebook page is author Kelly Blanchard. 
And if you look at the Chronicles of Loic on Amazon, you'll find it. So yeah, that's about that's about it. <laughs> Well, you know, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on today. You're such a nice person and genuinely lovely. So it really was an honor to have you here. Thank you for coming on and sharing your wisdom. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Well, take care and enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Bye. Bye. That brings us to the end of another show. It was really good to have you on the show with me today. I'm Wendy H. Jones and you can find me at wendyhjones.com. You can also find me on Patreon where you can support me for uh, as little as $3 a month, which is less than the price of a tea or coffee. You go to patreon.com forward slash Wendy H. Jones. I'm also Wendy H. Jones on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Pinterest. Thank you for joining me today and I hope you found it both useful and interesting. Join me next week when I will have another cracking guest for you. Until then, have a good week and keep writing, keep reading and keep learning.